adding value is something that allows you to build your reputation and for you to craft a personal brand that sells. And when you add value in a way that is actually transformative for people, you build a really strong reputation and then also a personal brand that sells. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Belinda Aramity and I am the host of the Claim Your Space podcast. The Claim Your Space podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to grow and scale their businesses in a way that aligns with the lives they want to live. I'm a sales and business coach. I have trained hundreds of people on effective social selling strategy. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm full of sarcasm and wit, and it's taken me a while for me to own my confidence and my space within my industry. And I'm dedicating this podcast to helping you claim your space, own your space, and grow a business that's in alignment with exactly how you want to live your life. It's possible. You can do it. Let's do it together. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. I'm super excited that you've decided to join me here either for the first time or the 10th time. I'm really excited to have you join me. So we're kicking off today's episode again with another sales chat, and we're going to be talking about an acronym that seasoned sales professionals know all too well, but that you might not be familiar with, and it's WIFM. And WIFM stands for What's in it for me? This is something that is always standing or not standing, hanging out subconsciously in your prospects' minds when they are interacting with any piece of content, an email or a sales call that you have them have with them. They're sitting back and they're thinking in the back of their mind, what's in it for me? When you're sharing a feature or a benefit, what's in it for me? Why should I care? When you share a piece of content on social media and they stop, you know what's in the back of their mind? What's in it for me? Why should I care? Okay. And so even though it's in the background, it's in the subconscious of your prospects and future clients, it needs to be in the forefront of your mind with everything that you put out, especially if you're trying to use content as a way to build a really strong personal brand that sells. Because every time you reach you're in front of your prospect, it's another way to pull them closer and pull them more and more into your orbit and make them feel really comfortable about separating with their money and investing in their business by working with you. And I find that there is a really, there seems to be really interesting, you know, sales chatter happening where people say your features and benefits don't matter. Of course, the features and benefits matter. That's why people buy. They buy because of the features and benefits. However, when you're buying, let's say a new car, there are probably 50,000 features and benefits. And I sure as heck am not buying my car because you have to tick off every single feature and benefit and it needs to be in alignment with what I'm looking for. No, somewhere in those 50,000 features and benefits of having this car is going to be the features and benefits that really matter to me. So if I go into a dealership and the person is talking about 360 horsepower and like all this other stuff, and that's not why I'm coming into the dealership. I'm coming into the dealership because I had a two-door hatchback, I got into a pretty serious accident, and now I want something that is going to make me feel really safe. The feature and benefit that the salesperson should be talking about is not how it's roaring speed, but it should be talking about the safety features like the seat belts and the airbags and, you know, the crash test rating. 
And that's why WIFM is so important. And you have to have in the forefront, what is the person thinking? What are the features and the benefits that the person who is in front of me is going to care about? You have so many things that you can offer, right? More than just two or three things. But to the person that you're selling, they only care about two or three things. They don't care about the whole gamut. So always keep in the forefront of your mind that in the subconscious of your buyer is what's in it for me. And if that exchange, if they feel like what they're getting is aligned with what they want or how it is that they want to spend their time or the future state transformation that they're looking for, they will buy from you. And a buying signal is watching your content, consuming it, or another buying signal is actually separating and giving money from their bank account into yours. So with them, what's in it for me? Keep it at the forefront of your mind. Now let's get back into today's episode. All right. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about adding value. Now, before you click out of this episode, give me a couple minutes because I would be rolling my eyes too. Everyone talks about adding value, Belinda, and you're right. And like you, I'm kind of sick of it because people keep talking about adding value to the point where it doesn't really do anything. It's kind of like a mathematician promising they're going to teach you math, but every day they keep saying two plus two is four, four plus four is eight. And it's like, I don't follow a mathematician for the basics, right? And so we're going to be talking about adding value, but adding value is not just about who you're sharing your knowledge and expertise with, right? Adding value is something that allows you to build your reputation and for you to craft a personal brand that sells. And when you add value in a way that is actually transformative for people, you build a really strong reputation and then also a personal brand that sells. So we're going to be talking about five ways that you can add real value to your audience so that it can turn into that shmoney, honey. Okay. All right. So number one, I'm going to tell you to ungate your best, best information. I know this is crazy, but hear me out. I've been testing this for over a year and let me tell you that this works. Okay, I was getting really frustrated because I was seeing people who didn't know as much as I knew sharing really crappy, quote unquote, valuable information. And I was just over it. So I decided I'm like, you know what, I'm going to put everything in the kitchen sink into this article. And I just I just really went in on LinkedIn tips. That article got me podcast interviews. It got me recognition by a women's magazine and they actually featured me within the magazine. I feel so proud. And it got me new clients. Again, transforming value into shmoney. This wouldn't have happened if I just skimmed the surface because I understand. I used to think like this too, that, oh, if I give away my best stuff, then people aren't going to want to hire me. And that's actually not the case because people who are looking to hire people, really what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out who is this, what is my safest bet for spending this money? Like, I don't care if someone is giving me all the tips and I actually bought an email program after, um, after sitting in on, I think it was almost like a month long thing where she was recording the modules with us. She was testing a bunch of stuff with us and I still bought from her, even though she had dumped a ton of value for free because 
again, it was one of those things where now it was validating in my mind that she was definitely the right person to work with because when you're trying to buy something, you're not trying to do it all by yourself. If you want to do it all by yourself, then there's really nothing that the person who is creating value can do. But what ungating your best content does is it proves that you really are in fact an expert. You're someone that somebody can trust with bringing their business to the next level. You also got to realize that the way that people are buying has completely changed. People are looking for information. They Not information that they can then use in their business. If that's someone's MO, like that's someone's MO. Like there's whether you give them a lot of information or a little information, they're not going to buy from you because their intention was never to buy. You're creating content for your buyers. You are not withholding content because someone may take it and then may not hire you. I promise you, someone who just wants free is just looking for free. You not giving really good content is not going to prevent that. Okay, but people are trying to do as much research as possible so they don't waste their time on 30 sales calls with potential people. So when you ungate your best content and people can see, okay, you know what, this is really someone who I want to bring into my organization or this is really someone who can help me do X, Y, Z in my business or make my life easier, then it makes it it reduces the friction and the resistance that they have to reaching out to you. That's why you're doing everything. That's why you're building a personal brand. That's why you're trying to have a really strong reputation so that people take that step and they don't feel wary or apprehensive to potentially starting the sales process with you. So number one, ungate your best information. Number two, I want, if you want to really add value, you need to answer, answer people's real life questions. And so where are you going to find that information? You want to look at comment section, your comment section, as well as people who you aspire to be the larger creators in the world. What are the questions that people are asking within their comment section? Look at forums, look at Quora and like put your industry into the search bar and see what kind of questions are coming up. Okay. And then you're going to create content to respond to those questions. A lot of times we stick in our own head and we don't even realize like as a practitioner, as an expert, as someone who's been doing a thing for a long time, you don't realize the amount of things that someone who is five years behind you or like has no, none of your industry experience you lose perspective around what it is that they don't know. You really do. It's crazy. It's crazy how much you lose that perspective. So that's why I really like this method of going around and looking at questions that people actually have and then creating content around those questions. So it's not coming from you. It's coming from the people who you want to buy from you. That is valuable because that is actual content that they're looking for because they literally said it. They literally said it in a comment. Another way, okay, (laughs) this is a short and sweet one, but you don't want to be shoving your how valuable something is or how valuable you are down people's throats. I've seen people do this in content and I don't really know why they do it. But they'll say, oh my gosh, this is so valuable. I should be putting this in a course. And I'm like, okay, then why didn't you? You know, like there's no need. It's it's like, let's talk about, I talk about luxury brands a lot because 
I think luxury brands do it so well because at the end of the day, Louis Vuitton sells a leather bag. You know, I was going to say Aldo, but I don't think Aldo sells real leather. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying you can get a real leather bag for $200 or you can spend $20,000 on a leather bag. Like what's the difference? Luxury branding. Okay. But you don't see Louis Vuitton saying, you know, talking about how valuable their brand is. It's, it's just there. You can see it in the way that they present themselves and the way that they treat you and the way that they put their ads out. Like it just oozes luxury and opulence. So for me, you don't need to tell people that you're valuable. Other people will tell other people that you're valuable. So there's no need to tell people, oh my gosh, this stuff is so good. I could easily put it in a course. Like calm down. That doesn't actually add value. So you can prune that from whatever it is that you're sharing online. The fourth thing that you want to do if you are trying to add value in a real way is you need to figure out what you want to be known for and by who, right? And not just know that you want people to know who you are. It's not enough and it's really selfish. So value is something that I give to somebody else, right? Value is is received, And I think that a lot of people, when they are trying to put something out there, they are thinking about views and what is the reach and how many people are going to like my post and share my post. And I think you just need to take a couple steps back. You're a little bit too far down the road and you need to figure out what you want to be known for. So I have built a really strong reputation on LinkedIn. It's been the cornerstone of the growth of my business. And But there was a time where I was really well known, but I wasn't paid and it was annoying. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'm getting all of these views. I'm getting all these comments, but no one is paying me. And then I did that whole niching down thing that everyone says, but it, it, it wasn't just about niching down. It was more about, okay, Belinda, like you want people to know you as someone who is an expert on LinkedIn, but like, is there more? What, what do I want to be known for? And my, the hook that I always sling my jacket on is sales. I understand how to sell. I understand how to not just sell to people, but how to make other people feel comfortable with the idea of putting themselves out there and selling. So you need to do the same thing in order to be valuable. You need to know It's almost like you need to know your worth, right? And you need to know how you want to be valued, right? It's like if I'm talking about 10 different things, it's hard for me or for someone to take value in what it is that I, what it is that I'm trying to be known for because I'm trying to be known for so many things. So in the beginning, and what I always advise my clients to do is you can be known for more than one thing, but you first have to be known really well for one thing and then it will translate kind of like coca-cola is known as a cola it's known all around the world and then as that brand grew they started adding different drinks to their menu because their main drink brings people to the table and then people are like oh well this this drink was really good and now I'm more willing to try something else Versus I come to the table and I don't know if any of this is good because you haven't really built a really enriched, um, you haven't really figured out exactly what it is that you want to be known for and what that hook is that you want to 
add value to. And then lastly, value also comes from consistency. So you need to show up consistently both for you, because if you show up more consistently, people see you more often. And so you can be on the radar if and when a need arises for them. But then also you show up in a way that people can depend on. So I've been in situations where like, I'll love a podcast from somebody and then all of a sudden they drop off and like, there's no podcast episode. And you know, after a week, you're like, okay, like life happens two weeks, you totally get it. Three weeks, you're like, hey, it's COVID. Like I totally get it. But then after a while, people just kind of forget about you and they forget that you are there, right? And they no longer depend on you. And I want you to realize that consistency and being something that your audience can depend on, that is valuable. Showing up regularly on Instagram or on LinkedIn as a resource, that in and of itself provides value. And I know that it almost sounds contradictory to the first tip that I shared, whereas where I talked about the mathematician and two plus two is four, like we get it. But if you show up consistently with really high value, high impact content, that is the secret. It's not just showing up consistently. It's not just having your best content, but it's sporadic. It's about pulling those two things together that it becomes powerful and that consistency piece in and of itself is valuable, Okay. You want to be someone where they're like, I know that I can always turn to this person for X every Monday or three times a month without fail is valuable. And then what happens is when somebody moves through the natural stage of, okay, all of this free stuff is great, but I feel like I've gone as far as I can on my own. Guess who they're going to want to engage with? and who they're going to want to give their money to you because you've built up that trust. They feel safe that, okay, you know what? I feel safe in making this investment. Of course, it's not as simple as that. I'm going to go into that in another episode, but that's how you build that really solid foundation and you build a reputation and a personal brand that sells. So let's go over the five things again really quickly. So number one, I said that you've got to ungate your best information. They're going to get it from somewhere anyway, so make sure that they're going to get it from you. People aren't paying you just for the information. We, The internet has really leveled the playing field for people. They're looking for transformation. People aren't looking for disinformation. They're looking for transformation. Transformation is what they pay you for. So do not be afraid to ungate some of your best content, okay? Answer people's real questions. Go online, see where your ideal client is hanging out and go and create content around their real life questions and frustrations. Number three, there's no need for you to be shoving your value down people's throats. It's something that will slowly, they'll slowly understand and it will make sense to them as time goes on. Number four, figure out what you want to be known for and by who. And then number five, value comes from consistency. So show up consistently for you and them in a way that both of you can depend on. 
So I hope that you found this episode really, really useful, helpful, or valuable in some way. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I'd love if you would subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening to your podcasts. And if you really, really liked this episode, I'd appreciate if you left me a rating on iTunes. I hear it does some really good things for the algorithm and for you to tell an entrepreneur friend about it too. And if you are on Instagram, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and to share your thoughts with me over in an Instagram story. Uh, You can find me at Belinda.Ramity. And if you are trying to figure out exactly who your dreamy clients are, I invite you to download my free dreamy client mapping worksheet. All of the details, including my Instagram handle, can be found in the show notes. So I just want you to remember that this is your time to claim your space. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. And thanks again for joining me.